Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Saturday, November 4th, Texas Motor Speedway is having a Junior Nation appreciation party and you are invited. A live Q&A with Junior Motorsports drivers as well as snacks and beverages. For more information, go to texasmotorspeedway.com. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Well, hey, everybody. I am TJ Major, spot of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car, and the 29 truck. And uh, hey, everybody in the store. This place is rocking out. After last week, it's amazing. The crowd has grown to freaking zero. (laughs) We have. What happened? Standing room only, literally. (laughs) We got Shannon, though. Shannon's here. Shannon in the house waving a flag at us. Shannon is at the desk over there. Brett Griffin, in case you've never listened, spotter for Mike Harmon, Jennifer Joe Cobb, and (laughs) Tammy Hill. That's my guys. You forgot Ray Black Jr. And girls. Scuba Steve. Scuba Scuba Steve. Scuba Scuba Ray. Scuba Ray. Taking out the entire field. Scuba Ray. Uh, Every Saturday at a racetrack near you. Scuba Ray, you want to come on? (laughs) Not one lead lap finish all year. This show's going to be real bad already. Between all three of them. This is amazing. That's good. How can you not finish on the lead lap at a plate track? If you start three wide, those three, who wins? There's only seven cars that finish on the lead. (laughs) If you don't wreck. I'll give you that, Josh. One was me. (laughs) If you don't wreck. The Rex. Holy And our lovely co-host straight out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina this weekend. Hey, guys. It's KB. What'd you do in Dirty Myrtle? Straight from MB. We had some good meals, good drinks. Oh, yeah. That's it. Hung out at the beach. (laughs) A lot of drinks. That's all you do is the (laughs) Myrtle Myrtle Beach. People watch. Yeah. yeah. See any Gamecock flags? Drink some more. Yeah. Saw some happy Gamecock fans. Some Tennessee, really Tennessee. sad Vols fans. Yeah. It's Vols. It's not Vols. Vols. Stop saying Vols. You know what? You know what the Tennessee fans did? They volunteered for an ass whooping by the yeah. ass kicking chickens. <laughs> hey, they did. I tell you Boom, what, Josh. Shakalaka. Josh, the way they're playing, she can call them whatever the hell. I she can't wants talk to though, because <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Pitt got annihilated by NC State. So I'm not. A, I'm a Syracuse bad. fan, Pitt's and it's so been, it was year. a good weekend. However, so the Eagles beat the Panthers Thursday night football last week, so I'm going to hold on to that for a little while. I think I can start watching college football again because Syracuse is actually getting close to winning some yeah, games you guys and winning. Bit, you guys killed us. 24-point dog, and you beat Clemson, <laughs> and I was screaming at the bar by myself. I thought it was Clemson. It was Clemson. It is Clemson. <laughs> sucks. I loved it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. It was good. It was nice to put a scary movie on. can't be too hard on Clemson. Them. I feel like half of the engineering room here went to Clemson. So I'm definitely Nobody, walking nobody's in Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Oh, uh, I will definitely be swinging by Dave Ellen's office when we're done. Oh with this. man! What's up, Dave? Want to go to a Syracuse game? Yeah. You root for the wrong orange team, Dave. Yeah. Mm. This doesn't Syracuse usually suck though. Yeah, they do. Bad. Not, <laughs> not in basketball. You're just why. holding on to this one. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> They're good in basketball. They are good. They are in basketball. good in basketball. They actually, the football program is getting a little bit better. I they, don't know how, because just geographically, either. that's not a good area to recruit. <laughs> no. You know. Uh, no. The Big East Conference used to be great. You know, it, it used to be really good. You're it right. It was awesome. Back, um, you know, like Donovan McNabb was there. We, Syracuse Paula. was pretty good. Yeah, Syracuse was pretty good back in the day. <laughs> Donovan, I love Donovan Mc- McNabb. He said NASCAR drivers are not, not athletes. athletes. Oh, did he? I yeah. remember that. Coming He's from a the, tool. We don't like him. Okay. Coming from the guy that I saw puking a bucket in I Vegas. I saw his jersey, though. Yeah. 
because I'm too cheap to buy new jerseys because they're like a hundred bucks. I don't buy Bills jerseys anymore because they trade everybody after they. That's <laughs> <laughs> so just useless. I'll buy jerseys when they all start standing up. Oh God! Did we have okay. to get political uh, five minutes already. into this show? We're, we're three minutes and fifty-five <laughs> seconds. It's not political. Uh, it's respect, and y'all know that has nothing to do with po- if they would take the politics out of it we could all respect it and then we can go back to all being nfl I mean, fans I, there's not in my opinion there's not a place for it in at that line of there's no deal, place for it in sports it's the wrong time yeah, wrong yep. place i'm all for i'm all for uh you know a, a protest or whatever but do it at the right time that's not the end so you guys just got back from Talladega. Josh and I had the weekend off. How what was your, your weekend? What did you do, Josh, other than drink yeah, beer? Yeah, Josh, what did you do? Uh, I went to Knoxville and watched my balls lose, and it sucked. The cocks. But I had a good time. That's good. And I enjoyed going back to my college town, seeing If you've old never friends. been there, it is freaking gorgeous. It is such a pretty campus, pretty stadium. It's right on the river. You can ride a boat to the freaking game. And there's a lot of hot girls there. There are a lot. <laughs> Which of hot is the girls. case in the SEC. That's true. We have That's the hottest point. girls in the country. Yeah, when I was in the Big East, we were all pasty white and <laughs> wearing sweatshirts to <laughs> <laughs> Our girls true. are in skirts and cowboy boots. Absolutely. And it's uh, hot. Or Snow sun, sundresses, too. Yeah. Those are good. <laughs> it was always cold, so we were in jeans, yeah. Uggs, and sweatshirts. They, had, they basically have what you have on, minus the pants part. Right. Like I said, I can't. I have to wear pants with oh. this or my butt cheeks would be up. Oh. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> Syracuse played a dome, so... It was kind of a little bit of everything. Cowboy but, boots? Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, How girl, do we just go from talking about girls with no pants on to a dome? <laughs> well, she's talking about attire at football games, and she's like, they're all bundled up, and you're like, well, they wear a dress, and they do. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's warmer. Yeah. I'm sure it's Freezing awesome. I've never, been, in I've never been to a, a college football game down there, but I'm sure it's awesome. I saw a picture of you on the infield this weekend, man. How I was did. it? I did. Well, it, fun? <laughs> it was 8 o'clock. So did you still have your crew shirt on? No. Oh, I thought you had your no. crew shirt on. Oh, that, no. was a, that was a picture that somebody tweeted me, you coming out of a porta potty. No, that was me. That's stalkery. That actually, no, that was actually me. Hey, trapping. TJ, can I shake your hand? <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, there wasn't a sink in that porta potty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, buddy. Come here. Give me a hug. Uh, Bring it in for the real thing. Yeah. Group hug. No, I actually, I actually trapped somebody in there. Yeah. That's, That's what it was. That's not very nice. Wow, it, was, wow, it wasn't me. So how was the infield? Was it rocking? Uh, eight o'clock was pretty, pretty boring. Was Tame. It? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> there's... Things you cannot unsee when you go to Talladega mm. that you wish you could. Gravity hurts some of those beads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> leaving, um, you leaving. see these beads get exchanged, you get your hopes up, and you're like, oh, no, they're to her waist. <laughs> so walking out, I look over, and I, I see this shiny piece of pole, you know, and I look over. Shiny, and shiny piece, piece of, of pole? pole? And the there is, is a mean? lovely lady dancing oh. and having a great time. And yeah. She appeared to have lost some of her clothing. Um, <laughs> Dang, I hate when that happens. I know it. She, all but her bottoms. Um, and she was dancing with just bottoms on. Yeah, and I look back. Doesn't she know it's called a shoe show? <laughs> Not a bikini I might show. She might have been getting there. I don't know. Um, so I look back and. I actually see her face, and I realize how old she actually really was. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you knew her. No. And, how old was uh, she? Oh wow. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say probably, probably. Don't be an ageist. Probably 60. So you were all into this until you. I don't think. A, well, until she all turned into this is that's a little a cougar for you, man. You're 40, so that would make her a well, cougar. I'm not 40, but I mean, <laughs> that, I don't even know what you call that. What is the term for, an, I mean, that's not cougars like a middle-aged woman. That's a grandma. Dude. Yeah, but not for you. Yeah, I'm not looking. Your age <laughs> plus 20 years, that's a cougar. I think it yeah. cuts off at like. I mean, four. when I you're, you're when you're done. 60, 80 year olds are cougars. Yes, <laughs> Josh understands the math behind this. Is this real? I mean, I've never. But like, what if the cougar's almost dead? Like, is that's it still what I'm a saying. Cougar? Yeah, oh, look at that cougar over there. Cougar on oxygen. <laughs> it's a cougar with a handicap sticker. <laughs> that's useful. Yeah, you get a lot of up close. Hey, hey. actually, she's got the sticker, you, man. I'm gonna I go after. Swear to, I don't know how all these people. So my sister as we all know, is in a wheelchair. 
She can't find a damn parking place anywhere you go. It's like, oh, that guy's yeah. got the flu. Let's give him a handicap pass. There is no – and then you watch these people bounce out of the cars. They're break dancing, <laughs> and they roll up in a Walmart, and they get their stuff, and they come back out, and you're like, I wonder where the handicap person's at in here. Like, come on. This handicap Can you get a handicap parking pass for, like, mental? I'm sure you can. Probably. Yeah. I think you can get it if you have gas, <laughs> based upon what I've seen. It's out of control. You know, it irritates me when people who clearly do not have babies park in the, like, the mother, the parent and the I've child I've actually thing. done that one You're time. You're such a dick. Well, I was like, hey, I got to go in and get back out, and there's no pregnant people running around here. So. How do you know? Well, there weren't any there. <laughs> so the uh, the Harris Teeter and Cornelius. Why does a pregnant woman need her own parking spot? She needs to walk anyway. Burn, burn off some of that weight. <laughs> You, if you gain more than 30 pounds when you get pregnant, you're in trouble. And you're going to you gain more than 30. You are opening yourself up to angry pregnant women. You're going to gain more than 30 <laughs> pounds if you're parking in the front row of the grocery store. Get your big ass, park in the back, <laughs> and walk to the store and actually just do a couple extra laps in the store and then walk all the way back to the back of the parking lot. I have no comment on this. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're a getting, smart, smart you're man over the there. You're, 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 you're getting gotta, beat. You get hit with a loaf of bread. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have got to bring this up. And this guy's a good, dear friend of mine. But y'all remember when Casey Kane tweeted that about that woman breastfeeding? And all the moms went absolutely nuts on him. Oh, yes, yes, I do. Actually. He was like, hey, don't be whipping your boob out in public. <laughs> And all the women are like, oh, we'll whip our boobs out if we want to. It's like, no, you won't whip them out if we want to see them. It's just when you want to feed your kid. <laughs> My three kids were breastfed. You get used to it. In public? My favorite <laughs> when they don't even, like, cover it. They're just like, woo, look at my titty. Oh, right. It is. And then you just like, well, all right, I was at a, I, this is a true story. <laughs> Not to know that we tell on here. What the hell happened like, to this podcast? Listen to me. We're I'm, at the Boston I Red don't know Sox if I game. I can't anymore. It's a shit show. Elliot, Elliot Sadler got us tickets to Fenway. We're oh. at this baseball game. It's the, the Red Sox against the Yankees. And there's these two six-year-old boys behind us. I'm praying, and, uh, I'm praying this and, doesn't go bad. I, for I'm some praying. reason, I turn around, and this woman has got no, her no. boobs <laughs> out. No, no. Not with a six-year-old. It's and not happening. No, 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 TJ. Okay, okay. Why both, is his eyes shut? Both six-year-olds. <laughs> He's imagining. At one time, the six-year-olds double-teamed her breasts. Okay. And I, I hit Elliot. I'm like, dude, you got to turn around. He's like, what is it? I turn around. He's like, oh, my God. So the next time you see Elliot at an autograph session, ask him about the double-teaming twins that were six years old. Oh, my gosh. So this weekend in Kansas? So Casey might have gotten in trouble about his tweet. <gasps> that was an infant. I have a little more whatever for that. But these <laughs> six-year-old kids, <laughs> they need to buy some DJ milk. It's just like squirming. They need, the to, go, oh my God, they need to go man. to the bilo and get some milk. They don't need to be sucking on their mama's boobies anymore. <laughs> Let's go on with the show. I'm sweating? done. Because I'm hot. <laughs> This show, holy hell. <laughs> I, have, I have no comment on any of this. <laughs> I mean, this is, like a, this is like a Christmas episode where we don't even talk about racing. Man, I was, and we're sober. I was a formula baby. Oh, man. <laughs> Bottle fed. I was a formula uh, baby. I didn't. Me too. <laughs> spot on, spot off. <laughs> Josh, did you quit feeding off the boob at six? <laughs> <laughs> I no. Don't poor Linda. <laughs> Linda. I love his mom. It's so hot in here right now. <laughs> like your pits are sweating. I'm hot. <laughs> spot on, spot off. Dale Jr.'s last ride at Talladega. Uh I mean, spot off. I've had a lot of fun running them races. And uh <laughs> them them races. I've had a lot of fun racing Talladega there and uh those people I know really Really love going there to watch him race. It's one of the places where you can go and literally hear the crowd when he runs good. So he he got he broke out a two wide yesterday one time to get single file for fifth. They went bananas. <laughs> then he took fourth bananas. Then we got third bird. bananas. So I'm sitting there watching this. So then we get wrecked because Cole Witt can't drive and Michael <laughs> McDowell can't drive. So the two non-drivingest guys, arguably within reasonable distance of each other, managed to knock the hell out of each other and wreck, and my guy hits it. That was for like 25th. Shouldn't, shouldn't have been back there, but we got back there because of a pit road incident. Anyway, right after that, I'm just hanging out, going to watch a minute. They have that gigantic wreck in three and four. And 
you could have heard a needle drop in these stands. And the minute Dale Jr. popped off that apron and got back on the track and four, they were tearing the whole place down, man. It's awesome. TJ's point, the synergy that is created around one guy at a venue that large. I mean, you're looking at a mile of grandstands, maybe more. And it's, you know, 80, 90, 100,000 people and 80, 90, 100,000 of them, they all love Dale Jr. It's crazy. Dale Dakin. So I couldn't see him in that one wreck. And I'm like, I can't see it, but go straight when you get pointed. (laughs) And I could not see him. And then when he come out, I I knew he made it before I even saw him because I heard the crowd. I'm I'm like, I hear him. I'm like, oh, sweet. That's how that's how I I knew we made it out and we're pointed straight. Oh, they went bananas. They really did. That's awesome. You know, it's. It's almost it's good for this it's good to go there and feel that with our sport though. It's good to go there and have that energy from the fans and the crowd. They're into that race. You know, and, and even when Chase gets up there and gets the lead and some guys, you know, some other popular guys, they cheer and you they're into it. And it's good to go there and and uh you know, just you got to go for the experience. I mean, you got to go there, and when people's favorite drivers take the lead, they get pumped up, man, and it's fun yeah, you, to go. You could even hear it on the broadcast yesterday when um, when Chase took the lead. Yeah, they were yelling. Yeah, yeah. a lot of fans down there for him. I mean, it, it. I mean, to the point of Dell Junior's last ride, it's very, very, very bittersweet for all of us. You know, I mean, obviously, we're. It's really hard to watch him run his last plate race, knowing he's one of the top three plate racers to ever put a helmet on. Uh, but having seen his comments, I didn't read exactly what he said, but having seen that he said something along the lines of, I was a little bit worried of coming out of here healthy enough to finish the season. Uh, that's almost chilling. Like you read that and you're like, holy hell, the guy was worried about leaving here healthy, yet he came and ran and raced his ass off and you know sat on the pole, led some laps. Fortunately, somehow or another missed the 72 wrecks that we had. Hey, I don't know and, how. Uh, but at the end of the day, you just got to be, like we've talked about earlier, appreciative of what he's given to the sport at those plate tracks. How many plate races has he won? Mm, that's a good question. A lot. He's won a lot. I mean, he's won like eight there, I think, or something crazy. I, I never knew that he had never won a pole there. Yeah, that was the first pole. I can't believe he won that one. You know, the last one, last race there. That was perfect timing for it. If it was going to yeah. happen, that's when it should have happened. I was on pit road for qualifying, just hanging out. And as soon as we went to the top of the board, <laughs> got another team turns, he takes his hand around his face, he goes, color me shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing. He's Whoa. like, Cole, do I look surprised? That's funny. <laughs> look surprised, everybody. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it, I was glad. uh Glad for him to get that pole. It was big for him. I think it, I think it set the weekend up better too. Yeah. Um. You know, and the guys in the shop. We've had fast cars there, but what a gift they gave him, man. Oh yeah, dude. That, that car. car. What was the gift? They gave him a car. The la- his dad, the one his dad raced. Yeah, oh, it was that's pretty. That's cool. Yeah. cool. His last race there. I mean, I think there's so many intangible things that Dell Junior takes with him out of the sport. But when I look at tangible things, like how do you get something cooler than that? Yeah, so some of these tracks have been giving him, like, plaques and stuff like that. They gave him a car <laughs> that yeah. raced. His dad raced. Yeah. And let That's him special. drive it around the track. I parked That's that in my cool. house. That's what he somehow. said. Amy said it's going in the garage. Yeah. I, I mean, parked it in my house. Like, Tony Stewart has his Indy car in his house on the wall in yeah, his sports I mean, room. I, I would think, figure out a way. Like, like, Denny has his 500 car in the garage with I, the... I w- glass. I wouldn't be in my garage. It would be in my house. That dude. That's the, what, what are you going to get this cooler than that? That's cool. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it, it's just cool to. I'm, I'm. I think it's awesome they gave it to him. That to me, that's one of the. That was one of my favorite cars that his dad drove to. Um, and it just for him to get in there and have the perspective of what it was like to race back then. Um, since he's he's big, in, you know, he's been big into the old races and stuff. For him to be able to get in a car like that and actually take it around the track, how it basically left the racetrack. Yeah. Um, it's pretty big. I Wh- hope which that, which scheme was it? The yellow and blue number two. Oh, yeah. cool. I yeah. hope that all the money that Talladega made this weekend off of TV and off of souvenirs, really off of Dale Jr. I hope they invest a invest a little bit of it back into some freaking Wi-Fi because we had no <laughs> cell phone service. It, it was bad. Yeah, I. Uh, You'll never see it worse. I hired a carrier pigeon to send a couple texts. Yeah. <laughs> Better luck with that. Yeah, you leave a track and your phone blows up. And you're like, oh. Yeah, you're like, oh, you did try to call. That's ridiculous. It's yeah. 2017. Figure it out. Well, here's yeah. the thing. We could race around the <laughs> space station and be able to send emails and text, but we can't race on Earth and be able to do that. I don't understand. How do you think it's going to be at Kansas? I can't be... It's bad as Talladega. It was horrendous. You've never experienced anything like it. 
It's so frustrating because you're like, turn LTE off, turn LTE on, it didn't matter turn yesterday. data off. Turn no. No, you, you, you Josh have to Mann go to your hotspot. No, you, that doesn't work. You have to go to your team truck with Wi-Fi and get on there to do anything. And then obviously we, we don't work near there. But anyway. Spot on, spot off. Only seven cars running in the lead pack at the finish. Spot on for those seven. You know, this is a, <laughs> we, we, we've seen less. You know, we've seen yeah. two cars running to end an Xfinity race here before. And this is just a product of restrictor plate it's, racing. You can't have all of them aren't going to finish. No, this I mean, well, you know, stage so. one, most of them are running. Stage two, most of them are running. Yeah, it was a pretty clean race. All of a sudden, these two guys named Cole Witt and Michael McDowell have brain farts, and then you're <laughs> one brain fart away from tearing up a hundred cars, and that's what we ended up doing. You know, and it, it just it's why these fans flock to this racetrack. Yeah, track. and it, you know, even I know that wreck started it all, but that there was going to be more after that, no matter what. It was inevitable that it was going to happen guys are trying to race in you know and they want to win man these guys all want to win race and this is an opportunity for a lot of these guys that they aren't going to have much of the rest of the year hmm. so you know you got the 38 the 34 them guys are like they're wolves you know what i mean ready to go so, so that goes into our next one which is spot on spot off of aggressive driving by young drivers on sat on sunday these okay. guys were making it very 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 interesting and fun to watch i i'm you know i'm spot on because that's what this has come to and you know people got mad whenever we all rode single file last year i think that race went single file for a long way people were like oh nobody's racing nobody's racing well this year everybody raced their asses off they didn't have a reason to race well now with these stages there's there, a lot there's of more stake yeah. so they raced there's a lot of tired people last night drivers spotters <clears throat> they there was a lot of people that worked hard for a long time yesterday so i, I felt like the 21 the 19 and the 24 were aggressive throughout the entire race. And 17. Ricky, Ricky Stenhouse was <clears throat> driving. He he was going to get wrecked about 10 different times if those guys yeah. didn't cut him a break. But you're sitting there watching this, and you're like, at some point, dude, they're not going to let you in, and they're going to wreck you. And I know yeah. he ended up getting a wreck. I'm not sure if it was his fault or not. But those four guys, th these plate races are only as exciting as the drivers make them. And, and now they have to make them exciting because Ricky needs all the stage points. He needs – to win the race, you know, so did Harvick. Like, I mean, all those guys needed those points. There's so much on the line. So when you see you're at lap 35 and you know 55 is paying points, it's going to get fun, and it did. Yeah. I, I mean, you could tell the intensity picked up. And, um, I mean, I, I thought the race was good, man. I did. The guy's making aggressive moves, like you said, top to bottom, and that's what it takes to win, too. Ending the first stage, we were running fifth, and Ricky had a big run coming outside. And I said to Clint, I said, coming outside, stay in the middle, don't block him. We finished that lap. Clint's like, man, we should have blocked him to get that spot. And I was like, no, we shouldn't have. Not, not at this point in the race. Not for one point. Not when he's racing for way more. If he runs over you right there, we're going home. And yeah. So, you know, that's one thing that I think a spotter has a big hand in. The drivers have it too. But, I mean, it's up to us to ultimately manage the situation that we're in. And a lot of people tweeted me last night, tweeted you last night and this morning, just saying, how the hell do y'all do that? Uh I don't how do you, even how do, you know. do it? I don't either. I mean, you, you're watching in front, you're watching behind, you're telling them runs, and, and people go, is it the hardest place you go all year? No, it's not. I mean, it's the hardest places we spot at, believe it or not. Are, you're just working more. Phoenix and Pocono. You know, here, we're just required to give a lot more information, but if you're good at it, it, it comes kind of natural, I guess. It's not. It's not that it – I mean, I guess it could be harder. It could be harder for some. You know, I'm sure there's guys that are like, damn, we got to go back here again. But, right. I mean, it, it, like you said, though, if you're – I feel like if you know what you're doing in that, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I I mean, I was uh, – you're a little – um, I don't know. I mean, you're tired at the end of the race and stuff, but you're just working the whole time. You're focusing the whole time where yep. the runs are coming from, where the help's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. It's fun. Spot on, spot off. 77 driver, crew chief, and spotter called to holler post-race. <laughs> <clears throat> Who's that spotter? The funny part of this is it's lap 20. We got to run 188 yeah. laps. So they go out and wreck, and when they wreck, the 77 oils down the entire racetrack. Uh, so that takes about, what, 15, 18 minutes to clean it up? It took a long time to clean it up. <laughs> it took forever. So NASCAR announces, Eric Jones, Chris Gale, and Rick Corelli, you're going to stay here for four extra hours. You're not going home. You're going to come to the NASCAR truck after the race when all the traffic's leaving, and we're going to bless you out for being idiots. It's amazing. And then we're going to let you leave. Yeah. So that's the funny part is it was on lap 20, and they made him stick around all day. You know, and it it's – I'm kind of for it, man, because 
that just you ruined some of the race. All because and you're done, man. You you are dropping oil on the racetrack. Your day is probably done. Get off the damn racetrack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know you're smoking <laughs> and there's oil coming out the back. It's not real hard to get below that yellow line or way down there. You know, way out of the way. Hell, you just stop on the end of pit road. You're leaking. You're smoking. You are done. Why yeah. didn't his spotter tell him to stop? I don't, he might have. I don't know. I don't. I don't Again, have the radio. Rookie driver. You know that that Is that a rookie a spotter too? No, Rick Corelli's a spotter. Former driver. Uh, I don't a very feel like guy. I don't feel like I feel like this is more on the driver and than it is the spotter because I'm. You know, Rick has been around a while and yeah. And uh, but you know, there's Rick's also <laughs> a lot bigger than TJ and I. <laughs> Yeah, was not Rick Corelli's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Jones is a uh, Rick's fingers. Idiot. Rick's fingers are bigger around than TJ's calves. Like he's just a big guy. It's amazing. We don't want to have to wrestle him. We I'm can not, chicken I, fight him. I, you can get on my shoulders yeah, when we take a I'm shot. Not, I'm not fighting Rick. It's not happening. <laughs> spot on, spot off. Landon Castle out at Front Row Motorsports. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised by this. I thought that company was actually a good fit for Landon. Yeah. Um, he just he took sponsor stuff, made it work for him. Um, probably got them more publicity than they would have got. The other car gets basically nothing. Landon's very vocal and and very um, very active on social media and gets look gets attention because of it. You know, gets gets the um, exposure, gets more exposure because of how he is. So I was kind of surprised by this. I mean, the Front Row Motorsports name kind of throws me off because in order to be Front Row Motorsports, you either need to start or finish on the front row. And <laughs> and these guys, quite frankly, aren't doing that. So, you know, I, I look at Landon, Landon and, I, and, I, and to Lando? TJ's point, <laughs> Landon, his, social, his social and digital social. plays, they're huge. Like, they he are. gets love, truck stop. He finally replied to Dale on Twitter. A, a lot of pub. I mean, he's a very active guy. And to TJ's point, David Reagan, not so much. Like, I, I feel like that car's got more speed than, than David. I feel like Landon has more personality than David. So when they tell Landon, if they're being honest with him, radical changes are coming, what does that mean? Does that mean we're switching manufacturers, which we've heard? Does that mean you're hiring oh, Danica Patrick? I know. Which we've heard. Like It's going to be backer motorsports, and they're going to qualify up front. Oh, <laughs> what? you're so dumb. That was stupid. stupid. We're going to invert the brand. We are going to double breastfeed. So, so, so radi <laughs> radical changes doesn't mean we're letting you go and we're going to hire Michael McDowell. Mm -hmm. so, it's the, so they either lie to him or they're switching manufacturers or they're hiring Danica. That's just guessing. Hmm. We'll see. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. All right. We're going to take a break. One Main Financial is the largest consumer finance company in the United States, and it dates back over 100 years. TJ, I did not know that, but I did know that if you were in need of a loan and your finances have taken a turn, One Main can help. So race down to the closest One Main branch and get back on track. You know that with more than 1,700 locations, there is bound to be one near you. There's actually one really close to us where we're at right now. So find your closest one main at onemainfinancial.com. Lending made personal. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. Hello, everyone. We are going into the fast lane portion of the podcast. What voice is that? Yeah, yeah that, that was a creepy <laughs> late night NPR radio. Hell going yeah. to give TJ and Brett a topic to debate. All right, TJ, you're going first. That's does the, right does the dinger work? <laughs> Boom. Oh, I'm sure Boom. a lot of dingers worked in Talladega. <laughs> <laughs> what? How many babies do you think are made on that infield? Gross. Oh, I wonder if. I wonder, like, nine months from October, any Talladega race, there's, like, a small baby boom. Yeah, right there in, <laughs> right there in Lower Alabama. LA. Lower Alabama. That's what they call L.A., Lower Alabama. I know. Alabama. I had a girl that worked with me in NASCAR. She always called it L.A., and people were like, what are you talking about? She actually went to Auburn. Lower too. Alabama. I was like, that's not a thing. War Eagle. That's like when Alan says, you want to go downtown, and he literally means downtown Mooresville, and I assume he's talking about uptown Charlotte. It's very annoying. What yeah. a dweeb. Dweeb. <laughs> Dork. What huh. an engineer. <laughs> He's so cute. All right. Many drivers were penalized during the first pit stop on Sunday when the pit road light changed as they crossed the line. Is this penalty fair or foul? TJ? Uh, it's fair, in my opinion. You're given the, you are given the opportunity to continue on on pit road if the light is red and it is closed. You can continue on and not make your stop and 
basically roll on. I mean, it's bad timing for the caution for you, but it's just how it is. If you choose to make your stop, you pay the penalty at the end of the longest line. This is a rule that's written very clearly, and they have to enforce it the way they did. I'm thankful that they did. When you look at us crashing on the racetrack, it is up to the spotter to keep the five-minute clock. And NASCAR's not, you know, necessarily – they're putting us at risk for screwing that up. This kind of thing, the light's red, you can't pit. The light's green, you can't. Situational is just what it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. It's been written that way, and it's pretty clear. We knew – we were fine with it. We didn't, I mean, in a plate race, we weren't going to gain much anyway, so we were fine with just making our stop, making sure the car was okay and everything like that. So, all for it. Dale Jr. had one of his best runs of the season on Sunday. Was Talladega his last chance to win a cup race before he retires? Oh, man, you don't want to say it is. And I honestly think Dale Jr. is capable of winning some of these races that are coming up. I look at Martinsville and I say, man, he's good there. Uh, but for whatever reason, I think the ADH just not as fast as they were in years past. And I think it's going to be hard for them to outrun these guys that are in this playoff with so much on the line. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't I, – I think um, – I definitely think we have a shot to win. We have some good racetracks coming up. We've won at Phoenix. We've had speed there before. Alex was really good there last year. Um, I, I, you know, even Homestead, I feel really good about Homestead. The the way the lines move around Texas, he's been good at Martinsville's good. I, you know, I, I like the races coming up. It's amazing when you get to Homestead, the top four guys are usually the top four guys in the championship. They're literally putting it all on the line. The, the teams are all week. The drivers are all week. There's no way a non championship contender doesn't win that race. Unless we see some crazy fuel mileage or something play out. Christa. Oh, that's the end. Sorry. Ding. Dong. <clears throat> Should Martin Truex Jr. have raced hard all day knowing he was already locked into the next round? TJ? Uh, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, I would have I would have to uh, an extent, but y you get up there and look at how many big wrecks we had. Martin gets caught up in that, gets an injury, can't drive next week. He's done. Like, you're out. Yeah. So they're really Martin, – Martin earned the right to be safe that race. Here's my strategy if I'm Martin Truex. I'm going to start this race. I'm going to say I have food poisoning. I'm going to get out. I'm going to let my little brother get in, and I'm going to sit on the pit box or in my motorhome, and I'm going to watch because if this is Tom Brady, we don't let him play in this game because we don't want to get him hurt. And yet you look at Martin Truex and you say, why would we gamble getting him hurt? He's already got all the points he needs. He's already got the win to go to the next stage. If I'm him, I'm not going to run this full race. There's nothing to gain for him at this point. TJ. I just, I mean, I think he earned the right to not have to race that hard at Talladega. You, you don't, you, you race your tail off to, to not go to Talladega and be in that mess where you have to do good there. So um, I, I don't think I think Martin not racing hard is perfectly fine in my book. I mean, if you look at look at hockey, look at baseball, look at football, look at any other sport. If we take and we say, "Hey, this is a game that doesn't matter," we're not going to put our best athletes in that game to get hurt. Yeah. Well, one thing about this is the stage points changed a little bit of this now. Yeah. Drivers are aggressive with it now, but Martin says there's only we only have maybe one or two guys that were like, "Okay, I can take it easy here." Yeah. We didn't have whole groups riding around saying, "Hey, we're not even going to race today. We're just going to ride around back here." Right. There was one guy that earned this right basically, and yeah. The rest of them were racing because they knew there was a possibility they could still get knocked out. Yeah. And, so. and there's only seven stage points at risk anyway. Yeah. And again, if he puts a sub driver in, they can get the points. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to be out there. It really doesn't. Since other sports can use timeouts when momentum is against them, should NASCAR teams be given one timeout to use at any point during the season? So, I, I mean, you're going to think this is crazy, but I actually like this because when a sports team is in a position where things are going against them or when the momentum sucks and they want to slow the game down or stop and take a break, they have the opportunity to do that. When you look at the NFL, they have multiple opportunities during each half. All we're saying here is should one team, should Dell Jr., the 88 team, get one chance during the year to go, hey, NASCAR, I want a timeout. I don't like how this is going. I think it'd be cool. It'd be another crazy element. Wow. I don't even. <laughs> TJ. I think wow. this. I think this is pretty much ridiculous um i think it would be manipulated too much by teams with each other i think bigger organizations with four cars or more or you know whatever would manipulate it and figure out the best way to and, and really 
use it to win races, which I know that's what it would be for you. It's when you'd want to use it, but I just think it'd be used, and it's not very traditional to me. So, I don't man, like if it. I if I think I got a loose wheel and I'm in, you know, on the cusp of making this playoff, it gives me an opportunity to get a get a mulligan, and I just think it's something cool. I just I'm, I worry about nobody using them until the last. Then we got 40 timeouts. Yeah, then we got 40 timeouts in the last three races. You know how much beer you'd have to have in your cooler to sustain that? I mean, screw you to NASCAR. I mean, Everyone just saved there. So somebody, I mean, do you do you not use Do you knock them out for the chase chase races? There is no more or something because that would be pretty. Yes, let's add more well, rules. You, you just have the playoff drivers with with timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> Only the playoff drivers have timeouts. If you're out, you don't have one. Oh, so Landon's not like timeout. Yeah, <laughs> timeout and put on skinny jeans. The off-the-wall topic. <laughs> this past Friday was Friday the 13th. What is your biggest superstition, TJ? Uh, I don't know if I have any really big superstitions. I don't... Um, okay, I do have one, maybe. <laughs> I don't... What is I it? Get, I guess it's bad luck if, if we're, like, walking near each other or whatever, and we split We walk, We walk. split, like, a pole or something. I guess that's bad luck, and I've it always... Is? I guess. I don't know. Are you supposed to walk into the pole? <laughs> you're supposed, <laughs> to, walk walk to, you're supposed to walk to the same side as the other person. Oh. So hmm. the superstitions in racing are this. $50 bills, bad luck. 13. Green, yeah. bad luck. Number oh. 13, bad luck. And most importantly, you can't eat peanuts, peanuts at a racetrack. If you eat peanuts at a racetrack, it's bad luck. Yeah. I don't superstitions. I don't. The green car survived yesterday, just so you know. I don't have the... I don't have any superstitions. Do you have superstitions? Um, I just don't like to finish um, a workout on a treadmill when there are more than three sixes in the number. Well, that makes sense. You don't go to hell over a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, I can't. Like, even if I see it on the calorie count or the mileage or the time, I hate it. Like, I can't. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we're looking at those fan visions, and you'll put up a 38.666, and you're like, yeah, I'm not calling this that time out. I know. I changed the number. I'm like, like, yeah, you ran a 67. Yeah. Hey, you were the fastest car. You ran a 19 flat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nah. Hey, you ran a, me out. You ran a 65. Why, why is that? Who made up that 666? The Bible, I think. It did? I don't it's know. It's in the Bible. There's no list. Listen, we're not, allowed, go to our, our religion, we're not allowed to talk religion. We are. That's when it gets fun on here. Josh, what's your superstitions? I don't think I have any. Beer. <laughs> that's that's not a superstition. <laughs> Great question. All right. We're going into the hashtag AskDBC <laughs> portion. Here we go. At Chad Allman 10 asks, is it harder to spot while your driver's in the middle of the pack or in the lead trying to block multiple lanes? I think uh, I think I think it's the same. You know, it, when, yeah, you're, when yeah. you're here's the thing: if you're in the front, you have a fast car. Fast cars are easier to spot. When you're in the front, you're only having to watch one row that's coming at you in terms of where the momentum's at. You know, you're you're constantly looking for the edge, how tight the cars are, because the tighter that line is, the more opportunity that particular line's going to have a chance to get the advantage. That's the one you got to block. When you're in the middle of the damn thing, you got to tell them how hard they can push because they can't see the car in front of the car in front of them, and you got to tell them what, where the momentum's coming from out back, and you're also having to look for that wreck. So it's almost like it's more multitasking when you're in the middle of the pack. Yeah, it's it's you're working hard up front too. I can I can tell you that right now. You're working hard, um, but you're also you know in the middle of the pack. It's almost it's the same amount of work up front, but you know middle of the pack. It's almost sometimes easy when you're still in the middle. Still in the middle. Yeah, if you're stuck, you're stuck. Yeah, and there's just nothing you can really do until something kind of breaks free. So you're kind of, it's kind of easy at that point in time, but it's it's not easy, but it is because you can't. But you got to anticipate when it's yeah. not going to be easy. Two inside. Yeah. Two inside. Yeah. You know, for lap after lap, you're like that. So it gets kind of repetitive and, and not that it's easy, but it's just not hard. I mean, it's really fun for us when we're doing things and saying things, and we see our driver reacting, and it works. I mean, there's nothing more fun than, than leading a plate yeah. track, winning a plate track as a spotter. I mean, because you're, you're, you're helping. You're not just watching. You're helping. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, I, there's things I remember with Dale Jr., you know, when you're going through the – we go to the bottom of the dollway at Talladega because it's faster way around, but then, you know, they get that big run on the high side. I've seen him – I've seen me tell him that they're coming with a big run, you know, three back, two back against the wall, and him hang a hard right. Yeah. And get up there and basically say no, nope, not happening. Yeah. And it's it, you know, it's gratifying as a spotter to see that happen because you know he can't see that. No, it's fun. It's, yeah. It's, there's nothing more fun. I mean, when you look at the Daytona 500 and you look at this race, there were seven, eight cars running in both of them at the end. When that happens, 
there's not a lot of runs. We're sitting there on the airplane watching the, the race in yesterday, and, I mean, all I'm saying is two cars got to back up and get a run, and he kept backing up and getting a run, back up, finally got a run big enough to blow his doors off. Because at that point, the two's not as worried about everything behind him because there, there's not big runs coming. There's not enough cars in yeah, the pack. You don't really get – I mean, yeah, it, it takes car, it takes a couple cars to work together pretty hard. And back then, none of us were working together. We couldn't – you know, we couldn't get any help at the end. Almirola would push us for about 300 yards. And, and he, he thought, wasn't fast enough to push well, you hard Then anyway. he'd think he was going to win the race. Right, so it's right. like, look, man, we both have a better chance of staying in line here. Yeah. Now nah, we're going to race for fifth to seventh here. We're going to let them guys win. We're real smart. Yeah. Yeah. At junior underscore money underscore 28 asks, do you think stage racing has helped or hurt the racing at plate tracks? Yeah, I think we just talked about it. I mean, it's, I think it helped a little bit. Oh, there's no riding. There's no riding. Well, there's a little bit, but that's only – People ride at the end of the runs because you're getting ready to pit, and you're trying to get position on the bottom. So we're all like, okay, you got to get down here. We're going to pit in about four laps and get you on the bottom. So everybody's kind of working their guys to the bottom. So late in a run, when you're getting ready to pit, at the end of the stage, it's crazy, you know. But the end of the at the end of a fuel run or when we're all getting ready to pit, that's what the only time I noticed it really got single file. You you, you good? Yep. Okay. Good. Uh, ATTOCS1 asks, listening to TJ via RaceView Mobile, there was cracking on the phone sometimes. Do spotters have many issues and at what tracks? We do have issues, and, and they're, they're yeah. primarily at Talladega, Daytona, and the reason for that is we all wear four radios. We are constantly keyed up on Channel 1. We're also getting communication from our crew chief on Channel 2, and we're getting communication from the tower on the NASCAR radio. So when all of that communication is, is coming into that one little 20-yard spot that we're all standing in, it can be difficult for us to hear NASCAR. It can be difficult for us to hear our channel, too. But we're able to broadcast out to our driver and him not have any issues hearing us. But we can get a lot of static, or I do anyway, on Channel 2 and on that NASCAR channel. Yeah, I think you can go places. I know when we go to Phoenix, I'm not my channel one's pretty much useless. So something else in the area is real is similar to it, and it gets terrible. Sometimes we'll literally hear people ordering like Taco Bell. What? I heard janitors. We used to hear janitors in Phoenix. At Charlotte, I hear all kind of mess. I mean, like I'm hearing nine one one dispatches, and then that's thing. No, I'm a chili on my hot dog. I'm like, what the <laughs> f- is what going on here in the world? Yeah, I don't it, I swear. Yeah, you'll have weird things. We've had. I mean, I don't. You'll have that in big time. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to really talk about things that have happened on our radio, but it's been bad. Alrighty then. At Rob Sports asks, who's the third funniest spotter? Who's the first two? Not you two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some good guys up there, man. Joel uh, that spots for Amarola right now. He's Once a, you can get Joel rolling, he's pretty damn funny. He's the most cynical human being to ever between two feet like he just he doesn't is that he, a saying he's just he so is, cynical you know but he's funny yeah he, but you got to know his sense of humor to understand it though but it it's pretty funny he's like an old woman on her period a cougar? yeah what? but he keeps <laughs> but he keeps going are we talking about a 60 year old cougar an 80 year old cougar i think 80 they've had hysterectomies he's pretty funny i'm, I'm trying to think on who else who else is pretty funny I mean, Billy O is pretty good. Billy O is a trip. Billy O is pretty funny when you get him going. Yeah. Um, we got a good group of guys. We do. What's the craziest thing that's happened during your spotters meeting? This week. Yeah, I was missed, this week? Yeah. I, I I wasn't there yet, so I missed it. So, do you but get I penalized? Heard it, no, I heard it was real interesting. There's some communications that have been unprofessional lately. I thought they were mandatory. No? They are mandatory, but TJ doesn't have to go. Uh, <laughs> there are some communications that have been considered unprofessional. and From the spotters or NASCAR? Those communications were addressed. <laughs> Uh, a lot, of, a lot of give a lot, us give us an example. A lot is You're asked. Being so vague. <laughs> I have to be vague for once in my life. A lot is asked of us, uh-huh. and sometimes it's not asked very nicely. Uh. And I think we all agree that if you ask me to do something nicely, I'm more apt to do it. Of course. And if you don't ask me nicely, not only do I not want to do what you've asked, I also want to hit you in the mouth. <laughs> So, as a result, we're just hoping for more professionalism on both sides. <laughs> that was so diplomatic. That's, it was scary. Yeah. I'm going to run for president. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. Where's Brett? <laughs> There's, Where's no. Brett? Who too? Somebody <laughs> kidnap Brett? So, yeah, I mean, you know. I got you. I was just curious. You're, you're, I'll tell you the real story when we get done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, this is the rant portion. 
Are you guys upset about it? I anything? think TJ should do his announcement right now. You want to tell us? What announcement? Yeah. We brought uh, handcuffs yeah, and, and whips. Yeah. We're on, we're on, yeah. We brought the little thorny thing Kristen. to put on your head, too. <laughs> Kristen brought her collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole, uh, whole duffel bag over here. <laughs> you know, I guess um, I guess we could probably use a show here to, uh, to announce what the 2018 plans will be. I have uh, so not today is what I'm assuming. It's not happening right now. Yeah, let's do it right now. That's what I was doing. We got oh, this. We're gonna whip gotcha. his ass if we. Are die. you not listening? Not really. <laughs> I said, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, most uh, handful of people know that I've decided to leave Hendrick Motorsports. Um, been there for over ten years, but you know, there was with Dale Jr. retiring, it kind of opened some doors to some things, and you know, you got to sit back and you don't want to make this decision every year. So you got you want to sit back and make one that's going to hopefully be. For a long time. Um, Before you say it, who was instrumental in making that decision with you, for uh, you? Who'd you talk to? Like, wife, know, Dale? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I obviously talked to both of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you want to, you know, it was a lot of me. There's, to me, the spotting, you need to work with somebody. It's better to work with somebody that you that you know a little bit and could get along with because it's a lot more fun. I think you can do your job better. I think it just works and flows a lot easier when you know that when you know that your driver. I mean, you know how it is. Where, and that's the only way I've ever worked. Most of these drivers I've been friends with. You know, I've done an odd arca car. But I've even known them. You know, and it just works a lot better. And I think you can be more successful and do your job more effectively when you know the guy. So um, second to probably Le- the LeBron James announcement, this may be the biggest thing in the sports. Decision. So you you got to tell us, man. What what is your decision? Where are you going? Well, this is breaking news. This is breaking clear. news. So after after thinking about it and um, you know talking it over with with my wife and you know I to do what's right for them, I've decided to go and work with Joey Logano, and that's going to be a good thing. So it's going to be good. Uh, they've been great to me. Look forward to it. You know, going to be uh, teammates with Brad. Brad's obviously one of my best friends. Everybody um, had him going to the two car. Yeah, they still do actually yeah. right now on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. Joey was actually. Really? Like, that surprises me because yeah. somebody tweeted me earlier and was like, so is TJ going to sp- spot this uh, today's winner next year? And Joey Meyer responded with, uh, what's wrong with the guy doing it now? I kind of <laughs> felt, felt bad for him, but I just uh, let it go. But, you know, Joey uh, Logano has been great. Um, good he, for you, man. You know, and it's been – I like him. He's really a good guy. I know a lot of people boo him and stuff for racing hard. Um but you know, I, I like how Joey drives. He's aggressive. He he knows what he needs. He knows what he needs to do. Um, how did you I, feel about Joey blocking Dale? I mean, I, I would I would have been fine if we did it. I mean, I, I don't blame him. I mean, it's the end of the race. You want to get a push. You don't want somebody to pass you. I think the cool thing is you waited until after your last plate race with Dale Jr. I think that's cool. Obviously, you know, Joey has won plate races with his current spotter. He's won Daytona 500s. He's won Talladega. Big shoes to fill there. We know, we said it last week, the fastest two cars right now in the draft are the two and 22. They proved they're, it. They're, yeah. they're dominating plate tracks. Fords in general are faster than everybody else, but that two and 22 even seem to have another edge. You know, TJ's walking in a position where Joey's had a lot of spotters in a short cup career. He, TJ is the fourth spotter, I think, if I'm getting that right. Uh, so a lot of pressure on TJ to get there, perform, and, and, and I think TJ hit on a very valid point. You know, when you know your personalities work well together, that's half the job. The other half of the job is being good at your job. And when you can do those two things, you can have, you know, long, long, long livelihoods together. So, man, yeah, best I of went luck in, to you. I went into the same type of scenario working with Dale Jr. I'm, I went from Sterling Marlin to working with Dale Jr. You know, and, and Dale Jr. had a lot of spotters before me. So, and I, you know, I went there and worked for 10 years. So, I feel like this is somewhere that I can go and work and probably until Joey retires, you know, right. and, and – you know that's that was one of my deciding factors, and it was somewhere that I can go and probably be, you know. And he's probably I feel like Joey's going to be competitive. Um, I feel like he's going to be competitive for a long time, and you know, obviously it's another great company to go to. Yeah. I've, you know, nothing but great things. I've heard a lot of great things about them, and you know, I look forward to it. Good yeah. for you, so, homie. Yeah. When we got to when we got to the sport, man, it was crazy. There were fifty cup teams, independent cup teams, and now. There's realistically only five or six where you want to work, you know. And this is certainly yeah. Penske, one of them. Hendrick, obviously, being you know the the best of the best, but but Penske's right there with him. I think um, 
we also need to give a shout out to the the Henderson Motorsports truck team for getting that truck win as well. It's a small team. Yeah. So I think we got, might be a good idea to give them a shout out. And Parker. Yeah. yeah. You know, Parker's been a Parker's kind of went from driving to the broadcast booth and I think done a fairly good job, but. Uh, it's good to see a single truck team like that getting to victory lane as well. Ironically, they're showing that video of us out running Joy Logano right there. Well, I don't know if you race. call it out running him. <laughs> oh, we outran him. We beat With him. your bumper. We went to the victory lane that day. <laughs> uh, but, no, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. You know, Maya Snyder ran third in that race. Rookie, never been to Talladega. I mean, there's a lot. There's <laughs> still a lot of really good talent coming up through John Hunter and Todd Gilliland. I mean, when you look at – some of these these older guys that are certainly selling a lot of tickets and bring a lot of fan base, there's just as many young, aggressive guys coming up through here that I felt like were being pushed by NASCAR and didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I'm seeing those guys organically make people gravitate toward them because they're driving their ass. Yeah, I, I hope the truck series can get better and more, um, you know, uh, whatever they need to do to go back to the short tracks a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I would love to watch a short track with Myatt, um, John Hunter, all these guys. I want to see them guys go run South Boston. I want to see them run. I don't care. Run Motor Mile. I don't care. Yeah. Let's go, man. Let's let them race at these short tracks. I agree. It's just too expensive. That series is that that series needs that, well, major, that's major, what major I'm major saying. Reductions. And there's too big. It costs too much to go to these mile and a halfs and race these trucks. Yeah. I just feel like we could get back to the short tracks where the truck series started. Yeah. We've kind of gotten away from that. Big. So for 2018. Brett, you're still going to be with Clint and Unless you know Elliot. something I don't. Yeah. And are you still going to be with Justin? I will do about seven Xfinity races somewhere in that ballpark next year. Okay. Plant when Joey runs, I will do them. Um, what if Dale Dale's races next year in Xfinity? Well, maybe I can get him to call. Maybe I can get uh, him to call Roger and yeah, ask him clear. Captain. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he can make a little phone call to Roger for me. I hear you. I hear you. Cool. Yeah. That's good, man. We're excited for you. I'm glad you finally told everybody because I was going to tell him you if you did. It was a huge secret. Clear. That's my plan as of right now. <laughs> going to have to renegotiate some contracts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going into hashtag DBC picks where TJ won this weekend. Again, man. With his driver. You're on fire. Um, so we are Brett 17, TJ 14, and we are going into Kansas. So what do you guys got for picks this week? I got to go first again. Brett loser. <laughs> Damn it. Look at all this uh, blue over where, here. Where are my drivers that are available? Oh, it's green. Here they are. Here they are. Here they are. Uh, I, I got to hurry up just because. Yeah, don't pull a TJ. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like this, this guy has, you know, they started talking about crew chief swaps at this organization and we started hearing names and we started hearing pairings mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, man, it's like, you're going with Casey. It's all of a sudden like <laughs> Chase Elliott and Allen are just hauling ass at these mile and a half. So don't put any tape on the rear spoiler. Let's have this 24 out run. Whoever TJ's about to pick, you know, I'm going to go with a guy that's going to want to come back and run good. Timmy um, Hill. Yeah. I'm gonna go Timmy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Have I used this? Week. Let me make sure. I got to make sure I didn't use this guy yet. Make sure oh, that cheats right. I will go with a guy that I don't really want to pick to win, but this is where he got his first career pole in the NASCAR Cup Series. Who would that be? Statistician. Who is it? It's Denny Hamlin. Oh, I am rolling with then. the FedEx. Uh, Dennis Hamlin. James is James. his first name. James, James Dennis James Hamlin. Hamlin. James Hamlin. James. Is it not? Is it James Dennis? Drive on, James. Is it James Dennis or something? I know it's James. I know it's James. Hamlin. I know when I when we went up there, we bought a trailer for our late model from Chesterfield Trailer and Hitch. Yeah. And when we went there, Denny was working, and he had a shirt on that said Dennis. Yeah. As long as he didn't so, have his shirt off. I got to uh, – <laughs> uh, all right. Um, <laughs> what happened with Clint? I got to know. Can we not talk about that? You want to talk about it? I, honestly, man, I, I got to be very <laughs> – just, just shooting you straight. He left as, his car on pit road. <laughs> <laughs> just just shooting you straight. Okay, pull the, pull so the cold trickle. So, so we finished sixth in the first stage, third in the second stage. We call an audible on pit road that put us in the very back. Literally. I know you hate the misuse of the word literally, literally but we were literally in the very back. So we get the restart. We don't even get in fourth gear. And the, the 95 and 72 managed to wreck, and we managed to drive right in them because – there's nowhere to go when you're in that position, and the row right in front of you is at a 90-degree angle. So 
Clint proceeds to have a meltdown on the radio, which I would have had to. I mean, we've had three seconds this year. You wanted to be in the playoff. You're not. You've been a part of it. Your frustration's at an all-time high, and Clint's having a full-blown meltdown. And when he unkeys his meltdown, then the crew chief has a meltdown. Really? And it's like, can you? Well, now we got. How are the meltdowns? There's a lot of cuss words. I'm sure there's. Be oh, a TV man. show about that. If he gets radio sweetheart, I'm going to be pissed. So then, then the, to the crew chief, equally as frustrated, has him out down. And so it just kind of came to a head. You know what I mean? And, and, and Clint pulled a cold trickle and left his car on pit road and <laughs> marched his little happy ass right off the pit road. You know, I mean, it, it people, it, it's really hard to, it's really easy to look at that and go, man, that was kind of, that guy was showing his ass. But for those of us who travel 40 weeks a year doing this and know how frustrating it can be when Clint's thinking he's going to have one of the best seasons he's ever had, win races, be in the playoff, be in contention for a championship, and then that not happen, it just, it, it all comes to a head. I know how that goes. It's frustrating. I know how that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just how it goes, though. You might go and win five races next year, and then you might not win a race for another three years. You just never know how it's going to go. That's the best thing about being the spotter is when we are really, really mad, we're up there by ourselves, and there's nobody looking at us. Mm-hmm. Except for Talladega. You know, <laughs> I mean, we we can kind of show our ass and it not be a big deal made out of. I mean, the crew chiefs, we see them hit monitors, and we see them throw headsets, and I think that's what you just saw was Clint's version of that was, I'm hitting my monitor and throwing my headset, but I don't have a headset or a monitor. So I'm just going to get out and holler, and then I'm going to walk to my bus. You know, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Looking. So then he calls me this morning before I'm even up. He was going on a big elk hunt. Wow, that's early because like, he's in Kansas too. Well, he was in New Mexico. Oh, wow. So he calls me, and he's like, oh, just made this day even worse. I'm trying to land at the airport. The airport lights didn't work. Circle for 30 minutes. Landed in Albuquerque. Had to drive three hours to the elk hunt. So he's still not been to bed. <laughs> Holy Really? Yeah, yeah, crazy day. But wow. I mean, you know, it it, it just Long. we all love each other. It's just like a marriage, you know. At some mm-hmm. point, he got out of the car so, and said, "Call wheel, call wheel, <laughs> tell him to come get me." Pit wheel. Box. Call wheel, call wheel, <laughs> call wheel, tell him to come get me. His bus driver's a dude named Dirty. So Clint's story is why, amazing. Why is he dirty? Clint was literally working at a dealership. <laughs> Richard Childress calls him. Clint thinks it's a prank. He hangs up on Richard Childress. Are you freaking kidding me? Yes, because Rich. Clint, you know, Clint's in the back. He's an auto detailer, and he's a dirt track racer. And his phone rings. They go, hey, Clint, this is Richard Childress. Uh, you got a minute? He's like, who, who is this? This isn't Richard Childress. He's like, this is Richard Childress. Clint hangs up on him. Oh, my gosh. They call back, and he's like, Clint, this is really Richard Childress. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry I hung up on you, Mr. Childress. <laughs> and growing up an Earnhardt fan, you know, Clint, that's kind of his idol. And so long story short, when Clint goes to make it in, in R, he come, basically moved to North Carolina to run ARCA racing for RCR. Did so well, they said, hey, you're not moving home. So he called his buddy from the detail department, whose name is uh, Dirty. That's his nickname. So he comes and starts driving his bus. So he's been driving Clint's bus since Clint moved here from Kansas. That's amazing. Well, I don't know bus drivers named Clean. I know. Uh, it's like, you might want to hire, your next guy might want to be cleany, not yeah. dirty. What about clean, clean or something? But dirty's an awesome dude. I mean, he's been, been around forever, and he's real laid back. It's so funny because you have high-strung guys like Clint, like Elliot, and their bus drivers are so low-key. Yeah. They need that. Yeah. yeah. If not, like, they'd kill each other. I mean, Clint's pretty laid back, though, when it, when you get him. He's so high energy, I though. mean, he is a high energy guy, for he's sure. He's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, he's one of the – to me, he's one of the um, racers. He he's is. a racer to me. Yeah. Um, he comes from that dirt background, has dirt cars, is still into it and stuff. you're going to call him a dirt bag. <laughs> no, he, Clint's just a racer, and I think that's – I like the racers, the guys that come from that background and stuff. I think they're um, – I just like them guys that come up that way. These guys are all going to get selfish at some point when they're driving a race car because they're trying to win. you know. But if you take that element outside of it, Clint's going to be one of the more well-liked guys because, I mean, he's a guy's guy. He he's a he's great a nice guy. guy. He's a country too. boy. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he's a fun dude. He's really fun to hang yeah. out with. Clint's up. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you could hang if out. If you fall down a set of stairs, he'll help you up. He talks that literally he happened done, to me. After he, he gets talks done about laughing. that frequently. <laughs> If yeah. you could hang out with a guy in the garage, uh, just go have some beers. Clint's definitely one of the top. And his dad is awesome, too. Oh, I love his dad. Pops sends out a full-blown APB for his dog. I mean, I've lost my dog in the Talladega infield. I'm offering a reward. <laughs> this goes on for hours. The damn dog was sleeping behind the couch in the motorhome. Like, but that's his dad. His <laughs> dad's he, a train wreck. Did he pay himself? <laughs> Here you go, Pops. Here's your own 500. He's, so that guy, Pops is the type of guy, he still makes his way up to up around the spotter stand. This guy, he 
He travels? About so yeah, he travels. He drives the bus his own motorhome sometimes <laughs> to the race. And yeah. He uh we were at Pocono and he was near me and <laughs> he looked over the rail and I saw I don't I forget what he dropped. He dropped something over the not rail. Surprised. And it went down. No, it was not a sandwich. I think it was a radio. Holy <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. And he, you got to hear, if you know this guy, you can hear him. Make sure the men quit down my mouth. I mean, because he, he's 6'5 and he has a real high voice when he gets excited. He's so funny. I mean, it's funny. He's a great, he's a funny guy. I really enjoy him coming to the racetrack and stuff, too. I do, too. It's fun to see them. Yeah. So. Kansas. What's Kansas. fun in Kansas? What are y'all doing? There's a casino. Barbecue, man. Casino, barbecue. barbecue. Oh, they have one of the world's or country's largest uh, haunted houses. Oh, they do. That. We yeah. should do that. The Beast or something. I've done yeah. that. Beast. Have you been to the one in like Greensboro area or Winston-Salem? It's like not far from Martinsville. There's a good one. It terrifies me. I think there's a no touching policy, so that's good. But like the chainsaw room scares oh, the man. out of me. They, it's just the element of surprise. They're just no. Nah, it's what if there's one guy nowhere. that's got a blade on it? He's gonna cut me in half. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You're done. You're out. We're out. We are houses. We'll see you after Kansas. Haunted houses. Stay safe in your haunted Any house. Any good shoe shows in Kansas? I'm sure. Thanks to One Man Financial. Thanks, Thanks to Exalta. Great show. Exalta Racing, Dirty Mo Radio. Thanks to TJ for finally giving everyone the news. Uh, I, I didn't know. Peace. Uh, Bye. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 